Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Brew Thoughts. This is Albert along with Ed, German, and David, and we are excited to be here. Thanks for tuning in. Um, let's go ahead and start off with the best thing we've seen this week. For me, best thing I saw um, was Lakers win, winning their 17th championship. The first day of the week, too. Yeah, on a Sunday, first day of the week. So it doesn't get more exciting than that. A good uh, way to start your week. And again, I, I, I wish it would have happened on, in game five, but it didn't. It's fine. It is what it is. They dominated and they won in game six, and it, it was worth it. Um, it took 10 years to get here. You know, we went through players like Lou Williams and Lynn Sanity. And Andrew Goodluck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Slow Roy. R. Kelly, not the one you're thinking yeah. about. Rob Sacre. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's My been... guy, Earl Clark. <laughs> Steve Blake. Where's Steve yeah, Blake? Yeah, Steve Blake. Craziest white guy. Steve Nash was part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Metal know, World but... Peace. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Ebank. Shout out to those guys. Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill. Yeah. Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks. used to dunk. Off the, he used to jump off both legs. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, finally we win. So it, it was worth it was worth the wait. It was worth going through that, those playoff droughts. To be honest, that that's probably the the first basketball game I've actually sat down and watched. As Kike just hit a home run. There you go. He's excited. <laughs> yeah, he's so we're actually pumped. watching the Dodger games as we're recording this. So you know. And I'm watching the Niner Ram game. Yeah. So if there's some in, and uh, some interruptions through this, this, that's the reason why. Yeah. <clears throat> and so. So yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna go really selfish this time. I don't, I don't think it constitutes as seeing, but I had a really sharp pain in my, in my, on, on my, well, yeah, on the side slash bottom of the part, like in the middle of my foot, plantar fasciitis. Ooh, that's what I felt. It, that all the symptoms pointed to that. Goring Dragic. But not not to that extent. It's not, it wasn't that bad. But I, I was experiencing pain, and when I was running, I'm like, oh god, I, it, it was just it was so painful. But uh, it just stopped. <laughs> so you're good to go. You're... I could run now. Yeah, good. and it doesn't hurt. So might not sound like a lot, but I mean, to yeah. me, especially because I'm working out like almost every day. I sent you my good thoughts. I think that's that helped. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I love the positive vibes. If you guys could send some more <laughs> my way, that'd be lovely. The best thing I saw this week, um, I think just the MLB playoffs in general, those have been so much fun to watch and, and follow this week. Uh, I worked most of the week from home, so I was able to catch a lot of those at home and work and stuff. And so those were fun. Baseball's fun, man. And so I, I think that that's been the best thing I saw this week from young pit, young pitchers stepping up to young hitters doing it. Uh Correa in game 6 against the the Rays, that dude walk off. Just not only the walk off, but the 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 leadership of that dude. He 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 was so amazing in game 6 and he's the reason they won not because of his hitting necessarily, although he did some things, but his leadership to compose his pitcher and guide guide him to, to in that game was was pretty spectacular. All right. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and move on. Um, talk about the NBA, kind of see what's going on. And 
you know, as NBA season wraps up, uh, there's been some off-season moves already. Um, as we all know, Doc Rivers, you know, was let go from the Clippers. Doc Rivers, who's that? And, or Glenn Rivers. Hey. So, yeah, he, he, so he got <laughs> hired by, by the Sixers, and he, what did he say? I, he says he doesn't want to be named Doc anymore because there's one. There's only one Doc in Philadelphia, and that's obviously uh, Julius Irving. But as a lot of the pointed out, that, that would be ridiculous. That, that would be dangerous if that's true mm-hmm. and it's literally not true that you know there's i, I would hope and i think there's countless doctors in oh. philadelphia <laughs> so. why, why, why do they call him doc anyway i've never i have no i looked idea. it up once and i forget what it was but we will bring that to you next time how's that <laughs> um can we get it on that <laughs> um but yeah um so what do you guys think about you know, Taron Lue replacing Doc Rivers, and you know, for the Clippers. Um, I'll be honest. I I know everybody blows smoke up Ty Lue's butt uh-huh. in terms of the media, and if you turn on ESPN, the guy's <clears throat> like, you would think Phil Jackson in his prime was a free agent mm-hmm. when they talk about Ty Lue. I don't think he's. I don't know. I don't know what he's done to garner this respect from everybody. He won a title with LeBron, but with LeBron, he didn't even coach that team like the whole season. It was the, it was the, the quarter of the season, right? Yeah, David and got, yeah, David Platt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go like towards very right before the playoffs started. A few weeks, yeah. And I guess the biggest thing they attribute to him is that in. In the series versus the versus the versus the Astros, the, Astros, the Warriors, uh-huh. he kind of gets in LeBron's face, and Kyrie says, "I need more." So people are like, "His guy is not afraid to step up to superstars." I guess so. I don't know. I, I I have I have no. I don't think the Clippers are any worse or any better with Tylo. Yeah, that for me, I. The way the Clippers were coached by Lou after the I mean, sorry, the way the the Cavaliers were coached by Lou after the fact just seemed like the, the style of leadership didn't Ooh. seem very well. Like yeah. his press conferences, I mean, I, I don't know. He may, he may be a great leader. Who knows? Right? We're, we're, yeah. we're not there to see it, but just the the what I saw the body language is just. And the it, guy pushed him. Yeah. He he forced his way out once LeBron was out, and it's like if you're a great coach, coach the team, I develop let these go. guys. Right, but it was a force out. He he oh. kind of forced his way out. Oh, he did. Yeah. So he he decided, he asked for that. Right. I I thought it was I thought he just let go. No, no, no. Wow. But and if he was let, and even if the other one was true, if he got let go, it just shows you. Mm-hmm. Even the Cavs are like. No, well, Cavaliers can't keep a coach. I mean, the Cavaliers <laughs> just got rid of their college coach that they hired. He was supposed to be the next big thing, and yeah, he's out. Well, he called his guys thugs, but remember he th- thought he was talking about. Slugs. <laughs> Did you guys hear that story? <laughs> that was, that was yeah. Funny. What do you? Th- what about Doc? What do you guys think about Doc and Philly? Oh, well, it? I I just figured out why they called him Doc, and Ooh, it's why? it's really not impressive at all. <laughs> so w- when he was playing at Marquette, when he was playing at Marquette, he went to a to a summer camp, and he was wearing a Dr. J jersey. Oh come 
and that's why they call him Doc. Yeah. So it might be the perfect fit then. You know, him and Philly with you know his it's probably his favorite team. So I, yeah, but it it's, that's very disappointing. Like, I know. <laughs> you didn't. It's like it. somebody calling Kobe because you showed up to the to your job one day with a Kobe jersey. <laughs> that's really weird. <laughs> like that's how we call him Kobe. Like, oh, I thought he he could shoot. What a letdown. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> so Doc Rivers, Philly, good. Indifferent. Uh, well, we talked about it a little on yeah. the surface. Uh, I I think. I think it's. I mean, unless he's going to become this like, defensive-minded coach that, that is really going to harp on uh, playing with effort. I feel like. He's not really going to do anything. Yeah. Because that team is has talent for days. His their issue is just, they don't play hard. Right. So I I don't think so I'm I'm gonna go with indifferent I guess it's just I guess we'll see but I I don't think he's an instant game changer. Mm. I agree. I mean yeah. you have you have this team that that's made it to the playoffs they've they've you know they've gone pretty deep into the playoffs in the past. I I think he'll be a good fit for the team. And I, I kind of do agree with that on, on what he's saying is is it gonna make them better? Possibly. Um, maybe he can tap into Embiid and make him more Carter, better, you know, like better work ethics, better for the whole team. Maybe he's the missing piece. Yeah. But I, I still don't see that team, even with a Phil Jackson coach. You know, I don't see that team taking it to the next level. Mm, okay. Yeah, I agree. I I think, but if I'm Glenn, it's gonna be <laughs> weird calling him Glenn. Yes. Yeah. If I'm Glenn Rivers, I my first call would have been to um, to Joel or Joel. I'd be like, dude, can you get on a diet? Can you go to the gym? Like, but I would trade Joel and Beach, but that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I'm sure he's had those conversations. You know? I, I mean, I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. So, so that's that on the coaching so far. And and the things that have gone on, well, other things that, that we've that have come out, not necessarily from the NBA because obviously these things won't, the NBA won't say, but the season is scheduled supposedly, ideally, uh, they're look they're saying is MLK, so sometime in January, but the schedule. But around the NBA is that the the owners don't want to have any games without fans. Any every single game that the NBA operates without fans, they're operating it in the red. Okay. They don't want that. It's more beneficial for the NBA to not have games at all until you can have fans than to have what the bubble system they had. Which says a lot about the business and the whole thing. And they're thinking we might not get the NBA till maybe February. Wow. Because the owners are willing to wait, wait until there's a vaccine and every city in America basically opens up again. Mm-hmm. So, that's what they're looking at. 
not every city, not every team, obviously, is in that crunch. So, for example, the Lakers, the Lakers can have a bubble season because the Lakers' TV revenue is off the charts. They have their own network. Right. And they're, yeah. Yeah. Other teams don't have not, it. Yeah. Not yeah. every single team has that. Yeah. So that's one. Two. 60% of the NBA's revenue come from the California teams. So the biggest money-making teams for everybody else, not just in the NBA, but for everybody else, because remember, there's collective bargaining. So this is Sacramento. This is uh, the two, both LA teams. Well, Golden State. Golden, Golden State. State. Yeah. And the two biggest, the cash cows for the league, where most of the rest of the league eats from, the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Uh-huh. So the NBA does not, and apparently from what is being said, will not have any games without fans this season. So that's what's going on. Obviously, the NBA will not report this, will not say this, because this will cause great um, great, uh, great chaos in the, from the business standpoint. Right. And obviously, we process and consume the NBA from, from the fan standpoint, wins and losses, stuff like that. But there's a very real business component to the NBA that these owners are operating by. And any business owner, and I think all of us who work understand what it means when our bosses have been, hey, things are not looking great. And obviously what gets cut isn't their life, it's your life. Yeah. So your hours gets cut like over time. All of that. Yeah. You, know, you got to bring your own computer or exactly. whatever, right? Yeah. So, and it's the same with these NBA players. So they would take a 30% pay cut. And so we'll see. We'll see how we see what happens mm-hmm. with that. So you guys uh, watched that Loma Lourdes Lopez fight last night? We did. We did. What would you think, Eduardo? What are your thoughts? Uh, In the Matrix. Well, the the Matrix got got <laughs> caught reloading. I, I don't know what happened. Honestly, it's just <laughs> look. Okay, I he he tends to to start later because he's figuring it out. He's a cerebral boxer. He, he's one of the greatest boxers I've I've seen. Figure out figure out the their opponent. But I felt like I felt like he it, it wasn't only that he got off to to a, to a slow start. But he he also um, I think he felt his power. Mm. Uh, there, there was a I, th- I think in the was it was either in the second or third round where 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 Lopez he, he hit him hit him with a with a body shot where he where he lifted him. <laughs> I don't know if oh, you guys yeah, saw I that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, when, yeah. when like he he lifted Loma and I'm like oh, like I I don't think he's been hit like that before. Yeah. So I I think it wasn't just that he didn't start when he when he should have started. Uh, I think it's just he was respecting his power. Mm. And I mean let let's not let's not forget that a lot of people say oh I don't want to make excuses the whole weight class and all that. It, I'm not making an excuse, but it's, it's a just real it thing. Is. Yeah, it, it's I I mean with with guys that are 
at his level or like rel- relatively there that might balloon up a little like he, he can still outbox him mm-hmm. and in addition to that i think most of us thought that lopez was was not going to be a great boxer including myself yeah uh maybe it's just due to the fact that we didn't we didn't see it in his other fights because maybe he didn't have he he hasn't faced someone at that at that caliber Mm -hmm. but yesterday he proved that he can box yeah and yeah it it was entertaining a german and i were talking about the scorecards it should have been closer um yeah it should have been way closer i i i was even saying in the in the 12th round if if he won that round decisively, I think there was a chance that he could have won the fight. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically because after the, the seventh round, he he pretty much took over. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I I I think it's one of those things that Lomo when we've seen this since he went up to one thirty five, he's not that scary anymore. Because as you go up in weight, obviously, the competition is bigger physically. And they're physically stronger. And so you could be this dude like Lomachenko who he doesn't have overwhelming power, but he his skills are off the charts. And it becomes hard for the skills to translate because you're getting hit. And what didn't hurt at 130 is now hurting you at 135. And I think that's kind of what we saw yesterday too. And one of the things we've seen uh, from Lomachenko in his last, in his previous fights where he's been getting hit and even Linares who he completely dominated, Linares knocked him down. Mm-hmm. And, and whenever we've brought this up, people kind of trash Linares. Oh, who's Linares? Linares, is yeah, he's an older boxer. He's an older champion. He's you know away from his prime. But if an old Linares can drop him at one thirty-five, uh, the younger ones were gonna do a lot more damage. And and I think it speaks to that. I think he felt the power early, and for whatever reason wasn't willing to wasn't able to showcase his skills. I understand he wasn't willing to to engage because you, he was going to leave. He, he was going to be knocked out, but his skills just didn't translate, which was very interesting because he's a, that he's a boxer. That's his thing. And so he wasn't able to box the, the brawler and the brawler was able to bo- outbox <laughs> the boxer. Yeah. But I think it should have been a draw. Personally, I think it was a draw with, I can see Lopez winning. Yeah, you guys, um, you know, I listened to the pod that you guys put together on this, the, the, the pre-pod on the fight, and I honestly didn't know who, which these boxers, I've never seen them box before. Yeah. So you guys did a good job putting that together. So I, I was able to go into this fight and see it, you know, um, and kind of know who was who. Yeah. And I was really excited to see, you know, um, <laughs> we're sorry. Fight. Like I wanted to see him dance and do all these things and, and have fun. Um, I didn't get to see it, so I'll have to go on YouTube for that. Um, <laughs> well, at least the fight was free. You know yeah, saying? at least it was free, you know, you know whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he took too long to start. I, I saw it. I'm not a boxing fan. I'm not 
very knowledgeable when it comes yeah. to that. And and I, I do agree. It took, a, it took too long to start. He, I mean, I would say it's easier said than done to say it, but I think he should have taken a bigger risk and yeah. just gone for it earlier. Um, he's taken a risk already moving up in, you know, in, 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 in weight, weight classes. Yeah. So why, why not? You know, but um, maybe he thought he's going to perform a little differently uh, once he woke up. I and, guess. Yeah. And he didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, it didn't help, you know, because they both talked a lot of crap before the, the, the fight. Mm-hmm. And I know heading into it, everybody kind of pointed to Lopez talking a lot of crap. But Lomachenko said he, when he saw Lopez last fight, he saw him and he figured him out in three minutes. Apparently not. And so it's okay. <laughs> So you went in there and they didn't start actually showcasing anything until the seventh round. So it took yeah. you 18 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, had, had he, like I think Ed said, it, it, had he started earlier, maybe he would have won the fight. Yeah, possibly, maybe. Right? Yeah. You know, who knows? Yeah, there should be a, a rematch. There, sh- there should be a rematch. Yeah, but boxing will keep you humble, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, exactly. you, you think, like, I, I mean... Sure, some guys will start right off the bat, like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm going to get mine, I'm going to get mine. Yeah, then, then you get hit with a nice body shot. You're like, oh, maybe I'm not going to get mine. I got to I gotta feel them out. Yeah. That's just how the sport of boxing is. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watching yesterday, dude, I miss Canelo, man. Can we kind of, like, free Canelo. I know I say this at the end of the pod, but, man, like, I was so annoyed yesterday when they kept saying that Lomachenko is the best boxer in the world. I was like, no, he's not. He's top. He's not the best boxer in the world right now. Like, let's, he's not even better than Terrence Crawford. <laughs> like, let's chill out. He's good, but there's levels to this. He's not Terrence Crawford and he's not Canelo. Let's relax. But yeah, I just, high level boxing is, is amazing and, and, but yeah, that was a fight. Good fight overall. I don't think anybody was robbed of anything. It wasn't boring. It was good. Uh, Lopez won. He did enough to win. Shout out to him. 23-year-old champ. Yeah. It's awesome. It was good. Good job. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's move on uh, to the NFL. Um, NFL. How are your backers doing, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> First loss today I'm against Brady. Thomas Brady, yeah, man. The Bucks are making it happen. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers. I, I was disappointed, man. It's Four and two. You can't you can't go wrong with the Bucks, man. Dude, the Bucks. Yeah. Their defense is for real, man. Uh, Check them out. And the Packers. I was saying it right now when we were eating. They're the good. They're the good fake team. They're gonna win a lot of games. Aaron Rodgers is spectacular. They're just very, they're soft. They remind me of a Pac-12 team <laughs> or a Big 12 team. They're just, they're good. They're going to score a lot. But when they go up against these teams that are going to punch them in the mouth, they just, they, they shrink. And Aaron Rodgers today was getting thrown and tossed like a ragdoll, much like the Niners did to him last year in the NFC Championship game. And, and shout out to David. Um, <laughs> but it's just that's where they're at. But that that was that game. Um, what do you guys think of the NFL moving all these things around? The, the, like tomorrow we have KC and uh, oh, what like, is it Buffalo at one thirty? 
Monday. It's throwing me off. <laughs> I think it's smart. I mean, the fact I mean, that... The, it, yeah, but it's just throwing me off. Like, who's getting what we got? Who's yeah. getting what? Who's doing what? Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I think it's good. The fact that they're able to maneuver things and, and mess the schedule. Um, good job. I mean, they're not canceling games like Major League Baseball I, did. I think might be crazy. But I think they should have done like a bubble thing like they did with the NBA. We talked about it. It's just there are too many guys. Yeah. It'd be impossible. Yeah, 60-man rosters versus 15-man rosters. And coaches. Coaches, yeah. yeah there's a co- coach for everything. Co- yeah. There's a quarterback coach there's there's a, <laughs> there's a defensive coach there's a offensive offensive coach special teams coach towel yeah. towel coach Gatorade towel coach. coach water boy coach wide receiver coach yeah. uh, helmet yeah. shine coach it would be it would be too many too many people yeah 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 the, the NFL is doing everything they possibly can to make sure their season isn't canceled no, but so far they're doing a pretty good job I mean it's just trying to keep up with the what what because I heard they're also going to, like, if they if there's, like, a team that has, like, uh, COVID or something, like, they're going to use that as their bye week, right. and then they're just going to switch it off. It's like, what? Yeah. So that kind of throws me off. You know, shout out to the Titans. They're still undefeated. and They yeah. were affected by this. Yeah. Um, they won today. And, uh, you know, th- this didn't affect. COVID has not affected them. So, yeah. and they look spectacular. They, they look, they they look dangerous. They're for real. Yeah. yeah, so it's been interesting to see that play out in, in, in the NFL as they've kind of found a way to maneuver through all these different things. And, and, and yeah, it's so do you guys think in terms of how the, the NFL, can the NBA learn something from them? Or is it just two completely different things? Well, I think one of the things that the NFL has going for themselves is that they have, uh, they don't have games every day, so they have games once a week. That's so you're 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 not you're not shuffling a, a pair of cars. You're shuffling, you know, you're not shuffling anything. You're just moving things around yeah. much easier, you know. Um, when the NBA, you know, there's you know, it's an 84 game season and and NFL is is 16 game season so it's easier to move things around it's a weekly thing you're not moving a Tuesday to a Wednesday game yeah can they learn from absolutely they can Um, I think this is a lot harder to implement yes I I think if the NBA does this they're going to have to have a condensed season Um, you know instead of 80 maybe go a 40 or 50 game season Mm. with the understanding that there's going to be there needs to be gap there to, to make these adjustments um, and maybe try to reduce travel, mm. you know, try to reduce travel from east to west or or maybe, you know, um, you know a lot of teams, they, you know, kind of like baseball does it. Maybe, you know, they play they play these series, right? With baseball during the season. It's not just in the in the playoffs where they play. these series. Oh, that would be good. Maybe the NBA could do something like that where, hey, we're playing back to back games against. The Celtics were already there in Boston. Let's not come back to Boston. We only go there once a year now, and they play back-to-back games. You, you know, you get you get them out of the way, and you go out down to Philadelphia. You do the same thing. Um, that's just an idea. You yeah. know, um, who knows? I mean, I, I I don't like how baseball does that. It's confusing. You don't know which game was which. But um, I always get confused. Like I don't know. Like is this a replay or is this the game or is that the previous <laughs> game? You know. Yeah. But. Um, I think that might they should learn from that might be a solution. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think 
I think also um, how uh, some NFL teams actually allow uh, fans in the stands. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility too for the NBA. Because because what I'm thinking is that mo- most of the most of the teams or or are that you guys were talking about that bring in the most revenue that can afford that usually they they usually uh tend to be in like California or New York or like states like those. Yeah. So maybe maybe they can get away with it and like having fans in the stands for for the <laughs> for the franchises that needed the most maybe that that might be like a 20 30% capacity that might be a a thing that they they can do as well i don't know if they're actually going to do it but yeah maybe they can do that yeah maybe we'll see we shall see so in terms of the nfl quick stuff ravens won a nail biter Against the against the Eagles, that was a good one. Their defense won that um, game. Yeah, shout out to Ivan, our guy. He's an Eagle fan. Um, he's doing good in fantasy, so I don't feel bad for him. That his Eagles, <laughs> that his Eagles are, are are not doing so well. So shout out to him as his Eagles came out short. The Falcons, the Falcons were have been terrible. They did really well today against the 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 Eagle the Vikings, who are a complete joke. Uh, the Browns finally came down to earth. As they lost to the Steelers, and and my 49ers. Shout out to the 49ers. Welcome back, Jimmy Garoppolo. We're up 24-9, 5:26 left, and that's pretty much the roundup for for the NFL. Uh, nothing really has happened. Russell Westbrook is Westbrook. Russell Wilson is playing <coughs> out of his mind. He's probably the best quarterback in <coughs> in football. And he's probably going to win the MVP. They're still undefeated. So, so along with the Steelers, they're also undefeated. So there's three teams that are undefeated left. Now we have the Steelers, the Titans, Take those and Seattle. Back. Those are the last teams that have yet to lose a game. And the, le- the team to at least yet to win a game is our Jets. So they got blown out today. They 0-24. Suck, and who knows if they'll ever – they might go 0-16. <laughs> who knows if they'll ever win a game. <laughs> <laughs> and they still have their head coach. Uh, there's been so many rumors. Which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, you got Atlanta God. lost Wait, their coach. Did, 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 and didn't the Browns go like that for a while, too? A few years, seasons ago, yeah. And they went like 15-1. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's interesting, though. Out of, I know as much as we make fun of the Browns, the only team that's gone 0-16, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. The what? Detroit Lions. It was in this decade, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So now, on to the next MLB playoffs. Uh, as we as we speak right now, uh, the Dodgers are playing Game 7 of the NLCS, tied 3-3. And we'll see how that one ends up. The World Series is set as, well, on the, in the AL East. In the AL, for sure, because the, the Tampa Bay Rays eliminated the Astros. This baseball, this baseball bubble season has worked, I think, spectacular. Mm. I think it's it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, it would be fun to watch these teams in their home and and with the crowd and and the fans and whatnot. But I've really enjoyed just the entire competition. It it it. it I don't feel like. I don't feel like these playoffs are lesser because there are no fans. 
Like, I don't feel like, oh, man, this doesn't feel like October baseball. This very much feels like October baseball, and I love that. How, how do you feel about the extra teams that were allowed into the playoffs? Did that change the, the, the usual feeling of it? or No, honestly, no, because the t- teams that were left are the teams that were supposed to be left. And I think you can't have a problem with it because of the season. Mm-hmm. It was a short season, and so it made sense. I had no problem with it because the teams that went in, it was kind of like a participation medal. They didn't do anything, and they weren't going to do anything in the playoffs, and and that was good. That was fine. So I had no problem with it. Do you, you have any problem with that, Chicago? No, I, I think it – be, yeah, you're right because it, because of the the amount of games played weren't weren't that high. I just felt like oh, it was just a few more games for them. Yeah, and I guess it's it's a plus. It's a win win. Like a few more games, and then they get a sense of uh, playoff baseball, mm-hmm. which is something they can learn from. Um, Mike Trout. Yeah. Where you at? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I, I agree. It's been. Very entertaining, and and yeah, I, I, we doubted the Rays. I th- I th- yeah, I, th- I don't think any one of us picked the <laughs> the Rays to make it out of Although the AL. I think you picked them to win the AL East. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, none of us thought they were gonna make it. Yeah, we just thought that you could buy yourself, and you could buy your way into into, into a World learn. Series. We need to learn. Like we don't. Yeah, learn. yeah, yeah. We 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 just don't <laughs> learn. But I mean, yeah, they they beat the Yankees that were stacked, and I was telling German, I I think whoever gets gets out, like regardless of whether it's the Dodgers or the Braves, they're gonna have a tough time against the Rays. Yeah, yeah, those guys are for real. The bullpens for real, and they um, look like they're having fun. Yeah. So. Scary. So yeah, yeah, I th- I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I'm, I can't wait for it. Yeah, so we'll see who comes out of the Braves and Braves and uh, Dodgers, but it should, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun World Series uh, for for everybody. Even if the Dodgers don't make it, the Braves are really good, a very exciting team. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. And now, what do we got now? Okay. So with that, um, let's go ahead and talk about the 2020 Lakers um, and, you know, how this championship, uh, you know, is different from, from previous championships in the past. Um, you know, what are you guys' favorite things about this year's uh, NBA champions? My favorite part. I think that playoff Rondo still exists. I think watching Rondo elevate. His game in the playoffs was a lot of fun. Uh, watching a team that was able to turn it on and off was great. I was hearing this interview by Jared Dudley that he gave uh, this week or so. And they asked him about the Lakers' eight games before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he said as soon as they beat the Clippers in that opening game, that they knew they were going to win the number one seed. And from that point forward, the shift of the team went from winning games, the eight at least to get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. to chemistry. 
their focus, their priority was to have great chemistry, not win games. During those eight games. Eight games. And which, which is why they lost a lot of those, right? Right. And it explains why they were so close. That they were always together. They were always hanging out. And it made a lot of sense because it's what you saw the opposite with like a team like the Clippers. And I think this bubble, one of the impressive things that I guess I, you don't consider it because they're, you know, the professional athletes. So you just think, hey, dude, just play. Is it's different to be able to go to the arena, play, go home, go to the hotel, whatever. Than to like just stay in the same spot over and over and over again. Because I guess it can weigh on you mentally. And the Lakers' focus was, their priority was to build their chemistry. So that that was, what was the question, memorable? Yeah, well, yeah, that was it's the question. Rondo and, and the chemistry yeah. of this team. You know, I think it's funny you say, like I, I heard Dun- Dudley, it's, he was a big piece of this team, even mm-hmm. though he didn't play. Like, yeah. He was like a coach on yeah. this team. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him later on as a coach one day, but he was a big vet, vet out there in that in that uh, in that bench, just helping all the, the the players get into the right mindset. Yeah, I, I heard another interview of him of him talking, you know, about them losing Game Five and how hard that was, and and how, how he had to get everybody back in line and. Hey, we're gonna go in defensively. Yeah, and the guy didn't even play. You yeah. know, and the way he just the way his mentality just speaks a lot about the man. Yeah. And I think it just shows a lot of the importance of why you bring guys like that in. You know, mm-hmm. because of that leadership. He said in the interview I heard that he sat with Rondo in the beginning of the year, apparently, and told Rondo, "You need to pass Braun the ball more. And if you're not gonna pass Braun the ball more." You're not going to play. And the same thing, the conversation with Dwight Howard about his role in the team. And his job was to get everybody in line. We have AD and LeBron. Get in line from there. And you need that. You need the guy who's going to say those things. And, you know, the the 2000 Lakers had Fisher and AC Green and... Even, what's his name, uh, John Sally, Sally. to to do those things for Kobe and Shaq. Rick Fox was a guy who would do that. And even in the later years with Powell, it was Fisher who was doing that. It was um, Metal World Peace who was doing that kind of stuff. And so you need that. And Jared Dudley, like you said, proved to be one of the unsung heroes of this entire Laker team. Yeah. How about yourself, Ed? I think the the most... Jimmy Butler winning two games, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd, I'd say the most memorable would be would have to be that when they were on, they, there was no one beating them. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of the times, I, I would get really frustrated. I, I would express it here too that, like, it was like simple fixes, like attack the basket more, uh, just think things through. But I mean. I think this is where LeBron's leadership uh, was uh, was a big thing. I think the, the the whole thing that 
that you guys were, were talking about be, being in a in a bubble. Yeah. Some some teams, if they don't have a leader like LeBron, uh, w- will struggle. And and I mean, I'm I'm not saying that's the only way, but but specifically getting chemistry. I think that's what LeBron is good at. Uh, sometimes, I'd, like we've said, he is a little passive aggressive. But for this team, I think it worked out because there's there was enough talent. Yeah. So when, like for example, if if you put if you put LeBron in in the in that Heat team, I don't think his type of leadership works because he 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 won't like keep people in line. Mm. It was more like everybody let's have fun. We're talented enough. Let's just make it happen. And that's why we would see like the peaks be super high, but the valleys be super low because it wasn't like, I want to get everything out of you guys. It's like, I know we're good enough. I just want you guys to feel good and we're going to get there. Hmm. So it was kind of like, just keep your eyes on, on the, on the prize. Like just, I guess even look at, look at the, at at the, at the future goal. Just keep your eyes on, on the championship where Jimmy Butler is more like attention to detail. And, yeah, so I guess I appreciated LeBron's type of leadership more, especially with the with the team that was constructed as is. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoy those when they when they operated in fast break, just to see them do the the lobs and Rondo's crazy passes and and Caruso, you know, you know, take the, the defensive plays that they did and just, I mean, that last game, game six, they they. So many times you saw these defensive plays, you know, they take over the ball yeah. and they they take advantage of that and they score. And even in game five, when they lost that game, they did so many stops defensively, so many stops. They just didn't capitalize on them because of the three. That, that to me drove me nuts. The three, the way they <laughs> shot the three. Oh, my God. It was the not like, so memorable thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you shooting the three? And I, you know, I, I think they would have won game five if they would have gone for more. In, in the paint shots as yeah. opposed to that three. So that, that to me was, that was, was hard <laughs> watching that. But I mean, it, is it my favorite Laker team of all time? I'm not going to say they are. Um, cause I was really frustrated throughout the process. Just, you know, it was like, cause, cause of the on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it, if they are, you could argue that they are one of the better teams just with all the talent that they have and, if they were to be on all the time. One of the better Laker teams? Correct. Top. What do you mean? Well, as far as all the talent that they had, they, I don't know where I would put them as far as top, but I would say that they are, they're up there. You um, think so? I would say so, yeah. Hmm. I, I think we didn't get to see them operate how we... Again, if they they weren't operating all the time, one hundred percent, they were on and off. Yeah, had they been one hundred percent, I think we would be speaking a little bit differently about them. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. I think that's this is one of the weaker Laker game, Laker title teams. Mm-hmm. But you're right in terms of the in terms of the. Top two guys for sure, right? But I think like the Kobe, 
Pau Lakers, those two titles, that team was a lot deeper than this one. The Shaq and Kobe, the Shaq Kobe Lakers, obviously. Right. Then you go into like the Magic Lakers, the Magic and Kareem. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's hard to put this Laker team like anything that high. I, I think because you kind of as good as this team was, they were also v- heavily reliant on two two on players the, on the two superstars. Right, right. No, and, I, and I get that. Yeah. Um. What I mean, what are some of your favorite NBA chances of all time? So my personal favorite of all time is the Mavs team that beat the Heat. I love that team. You mean the Le- LeBron, right? The LeBron team. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the, the 2011 Mavs. That's probably my favorite title because it was one of the few times... Where you could point to a title and say well, they had one superstar. And that's it. And I just, I mean, and I like, I love Dirk. Dirk's my guy. And I think just seeing him win a title and get the recognition he deserves, I was just super happy for him. But I think that was just my one of my favorite titles because of, just who they beat. They beat the, the Lakers who were trying to go for the three-peat. Yeah. They beat um, the OKC team that was young and hungry. And they beat that Miami team that, that was supposed – that was the first year. The super team. Yeah, that was the first year that the dudes in Miami were together. So I, I just love that team on a personal level. I think the best team that I've ever seen, the 2017 Warriors. And that team was a treat to watch. That was well. a, that was the the year with Durant, right? The first Durant year, yeah, yeah. That that that, that they team. Four, they went four and one, I believe, against the the Cavaliers. Yeah, they year. they beat them yeah. in five. Yeah, yeah. And that team was just spectacular. I remember uh, Draymond Green had this uh, shirt after the the championship, and it had the the Quick Loan Arena logo, and it said Quickie. <laughs> 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 well, that was because LeBron, I think the year before, had the Warrior. Ultimate Warrior uh, shirt from yeah. WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he was just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I love the back and forth between that team. Yeah. How about yourself, Ed? Any, uh, what are your favorite teams of all time? Um, favorite championships that you've seen? Well, you guys took on my Laker team, so. Uh... I guess I would have to go with the 04 Pistons. You would. You would. You like uh, the 09 uh, Celtics too? <laughs> not as much. <laughs> not as much. Um, it's just a, it was a cohesive unit that doesn't get doesn't get much credit. People forget about. With the best PA announcer ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. In Detroit basketball? Yeah. That guy was that guy was was legit, <laughs> but I, I I mean the the defense that they would play. I mean people forget about Ben Wallace. People forget about about Tayshon's Tayshon long friends, arms. They 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 were just such a look. Of course you have to take a step back. You know, being a Laker fan, take a step back to to admire it. You got you got to have perspective, but 
I, I can understand why some Laker fans would be like, dude, you are you kidding me? But as far as just X's and O's, basketball, yeah, 4 Pistons were ridiculous. What they did to that to that Laker team was, yeah, I remember you were geeking out on Tayshaun Prince. <laughs> yeah, Tayshaun Prince. Oh my gosh, I, that guy. I, I, it, I it was a defensive guy. effort, from what that sounds like, right? Mainly, yeah. Because I hear Kobe later on, and he wouldn't talk about it. He's like, looking at he's looking at tape now. I see how they view this. Had I seen that then, I would play differently. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's like, like that's the the epitome of of a well coached, defensive minded team yeah. and what they can do. And I mean, sure, some guys weren't that talented offensively, but some of these guys were just top notch defenders. Yeah, and you can win that way. What happened to that team the following year when they played when they faced the Spurs? That went, that was like a game seven, right? They went to like game seven yeah. that year. What, what what happened there? I think when they played the Lakers, the Lakers they beat the Lakers because they caught the Lakers at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. It's Kobe in his trial. It's Kobe. It's Kobe and Shaq's one of their final years, if not the mm-hmm. last time they played together. They hated each other by that time. You're getting a Kobe that was out to prove he was better than Shaq. <laughs> and I, yeah, but he was because he was going through the whole stuff in Colorado. He was constantly he was putting up crazy numbers out here, and Kobe was just gonna chuck it up. And Carl Malone was hurt. He got hurt in the Minnesota series. First time in his life. Yeah. <laughs> and had he been healthy, maybe it's a different series. But they just caught the Laker team psychologically in the in the perfect time. And I think that's what happened. Because I think if you catch the Lakers a year before or even a year after, I think it's a different story. Because Kobe... It's not so much that Kobe wasn't able to see what the Pistons were doing. He wasn't going to be able to see it because he was too wrapped up yeah. in himself. Yeah, makes he sense. didn't want to see it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I sense. think that's the thing. I don't think it's, oh, I'm I'm 38 now. I'm out of the league. I can see it now. It's, I don't want to see it because I refuse to believe that the best thing for me is to feed Shaq and play off gotcha. of Shaq. And Kobe, by that time, was so focused on showing everybody I could win without Shaq. And, it, you know, so I think that's what happened. And that's why when they played that Pistons team, which in 2005, they were still very good defensively. They were still very well coached. Ben Wallace was still Ben Wallace. Tayshaun Prince was still Tayshaun Prince. They played against a Spurs team that was that, a team. So I, that's where that's where you get the... The differences because the Lakers played a very good defensive team in the away <coughs> Celtics, mm-hmm. and they were soft. They played that same well defensive team in 2010, and they beat them because they played Kobe in Game Seven. Although he shot terribly, he started rebounding, and the biggest shot of the game, he's willing to pass that up. Yeah, to metal, metal world piece. piece. Yeah, actually, that's one of my favorite. So, and I, I think I. <clears throat> Just 
I remember watching that game seven in, in 2010. It was just like a boxing match, like this low scoring, and you know, Lakers are down in the beginning, and you don't know what you're gonna get, yeah. and it, it was wild, and you know, to see. It's crazy that to, to see, you know, Kobe, you know, not have a shot. You know, he was it was a, it was a nerve wreck. You know, you know, it's funny that I kind of I kind of saw that in Game Five with LeBron. Like he didn't look himself. If you remember that in, in this twenty twenty championship, mm, yeah, he, yeah. he didn't look himself in Game Five. He looked psyched out a little bit. Yeah. He really wanted it, and I think he almost looked like Kobe that did in yeah. in, 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 uh, in that Game Seven against the Celtics. Yeah, where he was just psyched out couldn't do it but I mean he he said did a good job rebounding the ball passing the ball to the right people and his yeah. team carried him and Powell balled out you know um, one of my favorite as well is the 2000 team which you mentioned earlier um, I mean all I can think about is Shaq and Kobe just playing as, a te- as, as, as perfect teammates yeah you know they could have done that for years to come I mean they did it for three in a row but those, those have been one of my favorite that was uh, the year that Shaq won the MVP as well. Um, the 2016 uh, Cavaliers. That's that's the the year that LeBron uh, came back three one. Yeah, came back three uh, one. That was impressive. Yeah. Um, that game, I mean, was wild too. We get the LeBron. You get that the, the LeBron block. Uh, block at the very end. Um, you get the Kyrie shot. Mm-hmm. You know so. Yeah. Everybody thought that was over. I remember I was listening to the radio and they interviewed the the Warriors uh, general GM and uh, they were up 3-0. And it sounded like it was a 3-1. wrap. 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. Okay. It, it sounded like it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. And just, the, way the, the way that interview went, they were just, they didn't even touch, touch that much on the, what was going on. It, it made it seem like the Warriors have all the success and this, this, and that. And man... <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was caught by surprise. Yeah. I think my favorite Laker one was the two thousand and one Lakers. And that's the fifteen and one. Best team of all time, right? And they kinda blazed through the playoffs. Um I love that team because it was just dominance. Um and the way they played, the way they executed, it was business. We're here to win. We're here to beat you. They they completely dismantled the Spurs team in four. That was the most shocking thing. <laughs> they would lose. They beat those Spurs teams like by twenty points. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. I I, I seen those scores. I was like, I can't believe this is real. Like, the Spurs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it, that team was so ridiculous. And so in terms of Laker teams, that's been my favorite because of how they played. And how they dominated everybody else. You know, it's funny. I'm not sure if you guys ever got to see that uh, Shaq and Kobe interview. The, 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 the last one they did together. When they For came, NBA TV? Yeah, where they came back and they said, hey, you know what? Yeah, we messed up. We could have yeah. done more. And, you know, everybody always praises the Carl Malone team with, with Gary Payton, the one we talked about, the 04 Lakers. Mm. Uh, um, they always say that was the best, one of the best teams that they, that they ever played on. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that they didn't win that year, but um, Shaq and Kobe agree that 0-1 was the best team that they played on. They, mm. they they both said it together. Hey, yeah, that was our bet. That was the best team we've ever been on. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was impressive. No team has had a better record in the playoffs 
than them, not even in the Michael Jordan teams. Um, no one. They lost once. And I, there was a recent interview with AC Green, and he said they were pissed off after losing game one against the Sixers. They were just upset. and then just, they, Man, it's so frustrating. <laughs> they should have won that game, man. Yeah. What about those uh, Bulls dynasties? Yeah, well, the... the uh, I I think the '96 Bulls were the actual the the best team. Um, I mean, we we get the whole Warriors that that had the the best regular season, but ended up not not finishing off the, the championship. Uh, yeah, I think the '96 Bulls were were probably the scariest team. Because they, they not only had uh, skill, but they had a hustle. <laughs> when you have both of those things, it's there's not a lot of teams that that can beat you. Like that to me, that like in today's terms, I'd be like, like st- stacking up a team, just re- like for example, like the culture of the Heat, and just putting a bunch of talent into into a team like that, mm. then putting them up against anybody. And I don't see anyone beating that team. Yeah. So I, th- that that's why I, th- I think the 96 Bulls are, are arguably one of the best teams ever that, that we've seen. I was impressed um, by the 98 Bulls. So I didn't get to see them this happen live. I, I, was too, I, was, I wasn't into it. I was too young. But after watching the last dance, to see what that team went through, I mean, you have Pippen – on a contract situation. <laughs> yeah. He's upset. He wants more money. He, he's coming back from surgery. You have Rodman going to Vegas, partying. <laughs> um, you have um, the uncertainty of whether the team's going to be back the following year or not. Nobody knows. And, you know, and I, older Jordan. Older Jordan, yeah. And the one with his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think if it, Phil Jackson, if, if it wasn't for him, that team wouldn't have won. I think he he just he told him this is it guys like you got one shot out one shot out of this and it's never gonna happen again if you don't do it right and that's why he he he's the one that called it the last dance yeah he titled that season the last dance and um I mean I give credit to him to putting that for putting that together that 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 team shouldn't have won um, they've overcome a lot of obstacles and the fact that they were able to do that is impressive yeah yeah I think when it comes to the Bulls. And when we think of those teams, it, it's so impressive because they were the they they remind me of what the Patriots with Brady were for a long time. They were the best team, and every night when you went up against them, it was the other team's biggest game of the year, and they got the best shot from every single team every single night. Yeah. And the t- the three-peat Lakers got some of that. Yeah, they did. The Warriors got some of that. But consistently, it was one of those things that – and it was maybe, you know, the Michael Jordan thing. It was the Pippen. It was the Rodman. It was – and even the teams before that, it was Horace Grant. And it was just a, this this – roster that 
that's why that team is so impressive because they were the team that you might have been better. And I think when we can start to compare these teams to each other and we begin to who would win in, in a make-believe tournament. And I think the 2001 Lakers are there because of Shaq and Kobe. I think the 2017 Warriors are there because that team was ridiculous. But we put, and then, you know, you take one of the Celtics teams, one of the Birds teams, one of Magic's teams, and you go from there. But this, the, the whatever Bulls team we pick is so, so incredible because of the, just the nature of that team. And I think it does something to, to a team when you're tested not just in the playoffs, but it's a t- random Tuesday night in Cleveland. And Cleveland is hyped up because this is the biggest game of the season. And you're just like, dude, this is a sec. We've played four games in five nights. We just want to go home. But all right, we'll rise to the challenge. And Steve Kerr talks about how when the, the Bulls won 72 games... There were a lot of games that Jordan won because he refused to lose. Somebody on the other team said something. Somebody would say, oh, he finally got you, MJ. No, you don't. And I think just that weighs on you. And for them to win 72 games and win all those games and then go into the playoffs and win it all is so amazing because now we live in an era with these teams where what we talk about is, oh, they got tired. People make excuse for for James Harden all the time. He he kind of comes out because he's so tired after the regular season. <laughs> and it's like, well, the, you're you're getting paid to do. You, this is your your job. You get paid right. to be in shape, or you get this this the Warriors when they couldn't finish the deal. Oh, they got tired because the seventy chasing the record got them tired. What? Push through that. So I think that's the thing that makes those Bulls teams so so impressive, so incredible. The tenacity. the Because the, it wasn't even nastiness. It was just the tenacity. You're, you may have more talent, but you don't want it more than us. And I think that that's a whole different element. Yeah, and we, we saw that. I mean... You can argue that the old four Lakers were that. They were the most talented team. Mm. And they just yeah. didn't want it. Yeah. And even the 2011 Heat, more talent. Yeah. More talent. They didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've seen that. And that shows you that talent can't, can't win these games. You know, you need to have the cohesiveness. You need to have, you know, you need to want it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I see marked throughout the, these teams that we're picking is the unity on all those teams. At least unity on the court. Because you take the two Laker teams we picked, and those two, Lake, those two things, Shaq and Kobe might not have been best friends, but on the court, they understood each other. You take the 2010 Lakers, 
that's a very closer unit. You take the the O four Pistons; those dudes were brothers. Rashid and Ben Wallace would call each other the the, the Wallace brothers, and they weren't even blood brothers. Uh, and then the, the 2011 Mavs were very close. So I think that's one of the things you see laid out throughout uh, the NBA that you need to be team oriented team because that is what wins you. That's what's going to help you win the title when things go wrong and your your teammate is missing a bunch of shots. What keeps you engaged and what keeps you from being like, I'm not going to pass this guy. The boss guy sucks is the trust is the, is the cohesiveness. And, and it's interesting that in the teams we pick, all those teams had that. Yeah. And I think it's funny if you look at all these, all these teams, they've, they've, these players have gone on to do bigger and better things. You know, um, you see someone like Billups, you know, he's become an analyst. He's going to be an assistant coach, I believe. Um, With Ty Lue. Yeah, right. He's going to be an assistant coach. He's been offered to, to be a coach, but I don't think he's he's ready because he hasn't taken that job. Yeah. That, I think the opportunity came there. Um, um, I mean, you see Jason Kidd. You know, he, he was a head coach. He's an assistant coach now. He, he went with the Mavericks. Um, I mean, all, all these players, you know, um, Robert Ory is an analyst. Fox is an analyst. Yeah. You know, Fisher, you know, he's, he coaches the, the Sparks. You know, you see all these players, they, they, they moved on. They're smart players. They, yeah. they, they're still doing things, you know, beyond basketball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good stuff. Congratulations to the Lakers for their title. And I think championships are the way of L.A., the way the Lakers mark who's one of their who's who's one of their own and i think lebron needed to win a title not for his legacy not for goat status none of that but to be cemented as a lake great do you put a statue of lebron outside no, Stables come on, no. <laughs> no how about you ed no it's just one i i say they do for what uh, not only did he win a, a championship with the lakers He's also probably one of the best players to ever play the, to play the game. So I would put it. I would do it. I mean, I just because of that. Like, yeah, but I think you would put it elsewhere. I don't know about LA. Like I, I would put it Cleveland, in Miami. Cleveland or Miami before I'd oh, put it in LA. For sure, he's gonna get one there. But you think the Lakers should give him a statue? I, I think he. I think they should. I think they should give him a big thank you. On to the next. <laughs> I think they should. He. <laughs> He's probably the, one of the best players to ever win to ever play the game, um, but he's not but one he, of the best Lakers, so. right? And that, I understand that's different, but I think he'd do it for the respect of the game and the fact that he did bring a ring to LA. Then the NBA headquarters. I think because should do that. Be, I think because it's the <laughs> Lakers. That's why I disagree with you. If this was yeah. the Cavs, not the Lakers. If he had gone to, I don't know, Houston and won the title with James Harden in them, then yeah. But this is, the Lakers have way too many, way too many legends, Laker legends, because those are two separate things. Right, right. Like, and so 
Michael Cooper, for example, is not an NBA legend by any stretch of imagination. He's a Laker legend now. AC Green is not an NBA legend, but he is, in fact, he is, in fact, a Laker legend. So, I don't, I, I wouldn't do it. Maybe an art on an uh, sorry honorary uh, crown. <laughs> Place it at the. I don't know. I have like a little LeBron section. He would have to win three <laughs> titles, I guess, in LA. So I hear that a lot, and uh, I, I I disagree. I think the fact that you're able to get one is a big deal. Like it's not easy to. Yeah, you're right. It is a big deal, but not not in LA. Yeah, you're right. Not I, I get LA. that, but I. I mean, it took 10 years to get this. You may never even go back to the finals again. Who may not? The Lakers? The Lakers, you know. You see, but I I disagree there because the history of the Lakers tells us this this is very cyclical for the Lakers. Right. History will tell you that the chances of the Lakers going to the finals is more likely than the Clippers making the playoffs. That's that's what they say. Right, but the Lakers Lakers go through stuff like this. The Lakers will like... Dominate, down years, dominate, because the Lakers always get the stars. One right. way or another, we're getting a star. The, the Lakers have actually won a championship in every decade, if you look back. They've the opened most up most decades with a title. Yeah. That, they won Except for the th- 90s. You know what, what tripped me out the most is in 2000, Shaq and Kobe, the first one. That was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. 99, wow. 2000. And the, 2019 to 2020, it's yeah. no different. Yeah, that was the year the Staples Center opened. Yeah. That thing's 20 years old. And the Lakers won it in 2009, 2010. Yeah, that that one too. So yeah. I, that's why I think. No, and I, I get your argument. I I, I totally get it. I know? just I don't know, but the Dodgers did advance the World Series. Shout out to them. Woo-woo. They came back. They were down three one. Georgia sports cursed. <laughs> Falcons blow a big lead. Yeah. Georgia, the college team blew a big lead. The Braves blew a big lead. Georgia sports cursed. What did you guys do? What, what did Georgia do? The Hawks are the Hawks are a mess. <laughs> well, who who did they insult? What what is happening? <laughs> but the Dodgers Rays is going to be a fun one. Uh, yeah, we'll do a preview of it later, but. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, a statue? That's huge. I say so. So he deserves a statue over Powell. So, so now we're treating him like oh, Rocky no, Balboa. I, I definitely. So you give you oh, have yeah. to give Powell. You one. have to give Powell one. Yeah. What? So so my my Yikes. my reasoning for it again is. Then you see any Kobe's? Yeah, that's coming for sure. I just I'm sure we'll see that in the next year or two. I'm sure that was in the works before. Anything. Um, yeah, but I does AD I, get one? Maybe. What? No, yeah. come on! Now you just want to give everybody one. Maybe. Well, I guess I said maybe. If if I, I wouldn't give one to AD now. Lamar Odom? No. I give one to AD if uh, so, if he can win multiple. So you'd give one to LeBron Based over over AD because he's a. Player who he a is. better player because he's one of the best of our generation. That's what. Best like. to ever play the game. What about Karl Malone? 
That's what I thought too, but oh, he, but didn't, he didn't win a championship. But he didn't win a title. Okay. Yeah. So he's, my only reason for it is he won the title. He won a title for the Lakers. He did it in purple and gold, and he's one of the best to ever play in the league. Yeah, but so. I th- I think you at least need to, in my yeah, in my opinion, I, I, I think you at least need to to get to get a statue because he, even Shaq when he got it's like a while for him to get a statue. Yeah. yeah, well, there's a little beef there too, though. I agree. Yeah, but I mean that's my opinion. I yeah. think I'll look. I'll say this, and and this might not be, but I don't even think we should retire his jersey. Who? LeBron. <laughs> oh wow. I, yeah, I don't think so either. Like, I don't think no. that's. That's not a crazy thing to say. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. D- don't listen to this part of the of the, of the podcast, yeah. Joseph. I think Stay away from this. Part. I think you <laughs> listeners discretion I, I, I advice. I think you for sure retire his jersey, but maybe not get a statue. Um, you know, I just think the Lakers standards should are higher. Well, the yeah. the Lakers standards to get a your your uh, jersey retired is you have to be a Hall of Fame, right? So there's a lot of you know Brian Scott. Um, you he mentioned uh, um, Derek Fisher. Should all, all those guys? Those guys are never going to get it because they're not in the Hall of Fame. So it takes a lot. Kobe, we all knew he was going to go into the Hall of Fame, and that's why he got it. Um, Paul Gasol yeah. should be next. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul. The only other player right now to to deserve that is Paul Gasol. No one else. Yeah, I at don't... this point, and and I do believe that LeBron should. Get it, I don't know. Had he not man. won anything? Oh yeah, no, none deserving of. But that. I think Braun needs to win a lot more, man. I disagree. With I, the Lakers, I, yeah, I disagree. I think we should have a poll for this one. This yeah, would, this one would be an interesting yeah, one. Let's do a poll and see what the fans say. Yeah, but I I think not you, yeah. Joseph. You can vote. <laughs> <laughs> I I do agree. I think at, at least <laughs> at least two two championships. And I, I'm also thinking about about Jerry West. He didn't he didn't he didn't win that much. I think he won one. He title. won one. He won one, and but he, and but but his whole his whole journey was with the Lakers. Right. I think that's what the I di- think like, that counts. Yeah, like long suffering counts. You, you have to understand that we have we live in a mobile league now too, where players don't. All, all these players that okay, so the league. Do you think Golden State should give Kevin Durant a statue and retire his number? No. I retire oh, number, yes. Oh, retire number, yes. do that. Retire number, yes. You can't do that. But no statue. That's he ridiculous. He you can't even do, do that. KD's and he was the MVP. KD is going down as one of the greatest players of all time. Oh, that's just <laughs> KD hate, bro. 100%. Hater. Come on, yeah. they definitely don't. They do better retire his number. But no statue. No statue. But LeBron gets a statue, one ring. Yes. Why? How? Explain that one. Yeah, <laughs> I already did. No, you did. No, you did. Yes, I did. Why no. not KD? The guy left. He he was there and he left. He was gone. What? So LeBron leaves later. He doesn't get one because of that. Le- well, LeBron's gonna retire as a Laker. No, you. I think he will. Okay, well, let's two le- le- okay, two years, two mm-hmm. years left. When it's over, just because he stayed with them, even if he doesn't win another championship, he still deserves one over KD and Golden State. Yeah, KD's a great player, but he has—I don't believe he's the best to ever play. That's the difference. But KD is top fifteen. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Top go ten, to maybe I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. Do Kawhi, it. what about Kawhi? Toronto. <laughs> He's gonna get one. I does he deserve it? Yes, I think yes. I think he's more deserving than LeBron. He took a title to yeah. Canada. He's if you're going to... Yeah, I, I give it to him. I give it to him. I give it to Kawhi. But not KD? No. I, I, this maybe, is just... Maybe, maybe there is on. some hate. Uh, I think you're right. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not a Durant fan. I'm going to be very honest. Man, we love... I lo- <laughs> let, let, the, let, let the record show. Yeah. KD, Eduardo, and I love you. Yeah, we do. For sure, yeah. Retire his jersey. Me too, and I don't even like basketball. <laughs> you know, they better retire his jersey. But no statue. Yep. Interesting. So I think this is more LeBron thing than the Laker thing, right? On retiring, on getting a statue. Yeah, oh, this yeah. has more to do with who well, LeBron is. I think if, than... if LeBron plays for the Lakers for four years, like he signed up for, nothing happens. I, I don't. You don't retire his number. And you don't give him nothing. But he wins one title, and in four years, when he, I don't know, whatever he does in four years, whether he retires yeah. or resigns or I, re-ups or whatever. I would argue that it's an honor to have him play in our team. Oh, come on. Absolutely. No. To, yeah. Wouldn't it have been an honor to have Michael Jordan play in our team? Yeah, but that doesn't mean you do that. Like, I mean, he just won. the Lakers. Just an honor is an honor. I'm we're sure. the Lakers. There's no like, honor. There's just wrong give him the big thank you. And we're the <laughs> Lakers, though. <laughs> Until next time. The, the Yankees aren't like, oh, it's a huge honor to have Randy Johnson pitch for us, which he did. <laughs> like, I don't think it's an honor. We're the Lakers. We're the biggest brand in basketball. I don't, I don't, I see it, at least from the Lakers standpoint. It's not an honor for us to have LeBron. It's the opposite. You know, I will LeBron say, without, without LeBron, there's no ring. This year, you're right. So that's, but it doesn't mean that without LeBron, there's no ring ever. Right. That, correct. I mean, I'm sure there could have been a different path to that. But LeBron happened to be that path this year. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, this is all hypothetical. It's a matter of perspective. So... You know, well, I mean, we'll it was happens. it wasn't hypothetical. It's what actually happened. No, no I mean, as far as him getting a statue or, or number retired. No, I know, but we'll your judgment, your judgment isn't like man. Hypothetical. I didn't, I didn't realize you were a huge LeBron guy like that. I mean, I respect the game. I respect the man. I mean, he, no, 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 for sure. But yeah. this is a very like. I I mean I. This I, is almost I, like Michael Jordan getting his number retired by the Heat stuff. To, well, no, because Michael Michael Jordan never did anything but beat the Heat. And no, no, I and know. This is but, different. Where, I know, but that was a like strictly Michael Jordan is so amazing, right? This, and in terms of Laker Laker things, well, my my deal is simply is the you, man won a championship for the Lakers. He brought him back to to the top when the the team was. Crap. Mm-hmm. I believe he's worthy. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that, you guys got anything else? No. That's All right. So let's move on to uh, our final thought. Okay. Um, so in the bubble, um, in this NBA bubble, um, 
you know, they were limited on what they had there. Uh, Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. He uh, was a smart man. And it's, apparently he took a coffee machine. I'm, I'm assuming he took an espresso machine. And he started hustling coffee. <laughs> he, he called it Big Head Coffee. And uh, apparently he was the only one that had access to this delicious coffee. That he started uh, charging 20 bucks a cup. Whether it was small, medium, or large. whether Whatever mm-hmm. it was, 20 bucks. And you can have your your favorite cup of coffee. Pretty bright stuff, right? Yeah. Do we know what ro- like what coffee he used? Can you buy that roast? Can you? <laughs> no. I think he roasted in his hotel room. I don't know. Imagine. That would be interesting <laughs> to find out, right? Maybe he has his own uh, roast now. That's interesting. The butler's roast. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. He and then he you could do whatever you wanted. So you could do like. French press, pour over, espresso, whatever. 20 bucks. Yeah, I didn't know he was that big of a coffee enthusiast. Yeah, I, I, I have whole, no idea. That's why the, why the heat was so ag- aggressive. Man. They were just caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably getting the free hookups. So, obviously, we're not NBA players. But if you were in the bubble, would you buy? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, if it's probably either that. Or some coffee that's been in, sitting there at like at Seven Eleven for like overnight, <laughs> mm. you know. Well, um, I'm, I'm sure they acidic had acidic and nasty. I'm sure they had other stuff, right? Well, like, according cause... to some of these players, their food was pretty bad. I don't know. Mm. You know, we saw some posts of, of some players where they were getting like, like this is bubble food, you know. And I, I you question it too, like, hey, these are NBA players; they should be eating. Healthy and it's like actually it's some really bad stuff, you know. Actually, I I was watching a YouTube video of somebody who was a, a chef in the in that bubble, mm-hmm. and um, the food looked good to be honest. Oh really? Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe certain players they had a bias. You know, maybe that's how they started <laughs> they and they stepped it up. You know, who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, also like these players probably have really high standards. Some of them are kind of. You know, yeah, you saw, you, <laughs> you saw know where Rand- I'm going with that. Rondo wasn't very happy with this hotel room. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, well, speaking of that, I mean, we're doing we like coffee. Um, Ed did his what was the drink that you did on, on coffee today? The Metro, what was that? What was all about? Um, uh, basically, I used ice, a topo chico. Top it off with two shots of espresso and two pumps of vanilla, and you got yourself the metro. Nice. So we did a whole. Uh, we're gonna do a video on that, and so you'll be able to see that at our uh, Instagram, Instagram page. page. But what are you guys' favorite roast? Like, what is what? Did you, what do you guys like? The Justin Bieber roast. Is what? that a thing? Yeah, it's a common essential thing where they roast Justin Bieber. Oh. <laughs> 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 so favorite roast I like like roast to be honest okay uh, it you know I'll, I should rephrase that I like to drink light roast when I know I'm gonna go in a, on a conversation cause it's just light you can drink it although okay. it's stronger but it's it, it's just easy, you know it's just and that's just black right right uh huh but I think my favorite to 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 consume constantly is medium roast. 
Okay. Um, I, and I guess it just depends. You know, this uh, Stumptown is really good. I, I like the way they do theirs. Um, the the one that I really like, I think it's Dark Rose though. It's the the. Oh my gosh! It's it's a Costco. And it's the Mexico. I think it's even coffee bean, I guess, but I don't know. But it's really good. It's just, it's a good taste always. And and I think that when you're making coffee, you have to remember, depending on how you're drinking it and where you're drinking it, and not where, it, depending on how you're making it, you're gonna get a different taste. Right. If you do, if you do it, and obviously, if you do it on a slow. Slow pour, right? You do it on a regular coffee maker, yeah. Espresso, it's all gonna yeah. taste different because the grind affects it. Right. So, I like, I like to drink coffee using pour over. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of my favorite ways to make coffee and to drink coffee. And yeah, how about you, Ed? I'm a big dark roast guy. The more intense it is, uh, the more I like it. Um. Yeah, have you taken anything anything dark rose? I've never had any complaints about. Um. Yeah, if it's smoky, it's even better. <laughs> any uh, brands that you go to? Any specific roast that you go to that? Mm, not really, just no. dark roast. For me, I'm also in the dark roast. I like the the medium or the dark. Um, I, the light is f- fine, but I have to add creamer. Mm. It doesn't do it for me. Like I like the the roast, the thick taste. Yeah. I like that. The I feel like I can put it in my mouth and I can just kind of savor it and yeah, and it just I can feel the intensity of it. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, dark roast coffee is not as strong as light roast. It's not. So the reason for that is that when the more you toast the beans, the more you burn the caffeine. Right. So you get less caffeine. Yeah. It just tastes stronger. So it's, it's actually the opposite. That's why a lot of these breakfast blends mm-hmm. are actually light roast. And, you know, they, they're, they're sleepers. You know, it doesn't yeah. feel like a strong, but it really is. Yeah. You know, um, one of my favorite, I got a couple that are one of my favorite ones. But one of my favorites is uh, Starbucks Italian roast. And mm. we, I gave you some earlier. It's good. Yeah, it's dark. Like it's strong it's intense heavy coffee taste yeah, yeah it, it's it's amazing like i had that and i'm like wow this is it stands out if, if you're into that stuff um costco um again this is costco branded coffee kirkland yeah they have this uh, one called pacific bolt mm. and it's good like like i uh, at work i have we're blessed to have we have a curry there and we'll, we'll get all kinds of coffee there we we get uh Pete's coffee sometimes. We get some Starbucks coffee sometimes in the Keurig. And I see this Kirkland Pacific Bold and, you know, it's the off-brand or the generic brand. I think it's probably better than some of these other blends and I, I roll with that and I love it. Yeah. It's just dark, intense. It's good. Yeah. I think when it comes to dark roast, it depends who's making it because there's people who make dark roast and it, it's they're just, they have a heavy hand. Uh-huh. When they're making it, and you're just like, dude, like, come on, it's already dark. Yeah, yeah, very strong. You could take it easy on yeah. on on it. So I think that's. I don't mind dark roast. I just prefer medium roast, medium roast to light roast. Um, 
It's just it's just smoother. It's not, it's to me it's a better taste. Although again, depends on who's making the dark roast. Mm-hmm. I'll I, I'll I love coffee in general. So right, you give me dark roast, I'm not gonna turn you away. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. For me, like I like to drink it. Like I'll drink it slowly. Like I'll mm. start in the morning with a cup of the dark roast and. I mean, it'll last me a couple hours at work. It gets cold, and I still enjoy it cold. It just it gives me that wake feeling. Yeah. I do have, like, a, a snob comment, I guess, okay. if you will. <laughs> the other day, I had a Col- Colombian, um, and uh, I'm like, why, is this, why does this taste, like, fruity? Mm. And sure enough, I, ch- I check out the, the, the bag, and it's like it has nodes of fruit and whatever. And I guess... Just anything that's too fruity for me yeah. is not pleasurable. You're not, it's not it? No. I'm talking about like black coffee. Like right. I'm just drinking it black. Like anything that... You like the smoky if, taste you said, right? Yeah. If yeah. I can taste too much like like sweet, um, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. I could see that. That makes sense. I, I enjoy both. But I, I'm more with you on the smoky taste. It, you know. So I think that's my... I like to... Learn how to roast coffee one day. That that would be fun. that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe we can have a brute thoughts uh, roaster. Roast we can roast our yeah, own. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys. So this wraps up the show. I'm not sure if you guys got anything else. That's it. Drink coffee. Dodgers race. That's it. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and give us a review. Please review, subscribe, follow. Sponsors, sponsors, don't be shy. Yeah, we won't bite. Send us DMs, um, the whole thing. Slide into them. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Thank you all. Free Canelo.